Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism. Sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here? Of course, we will talk decluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here? A perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a realistic way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and I am very excited to be bringing you the first new episode of Minimalish in a while. Thank you for your understanding as I took the last several weeks either off or bringing you a replay episode as we've welcomed a new baby into our family. But in that time, I have had a few interviews and I'm so excited to start sharing these new episodes with you. Today we're looking at how Minimalish living can apply to our days. How easy is it to let things that don't matter clutter up our time or write out a big long to-do list that just ends up stressing us out and we get nothing actually important done. Today I have Jess Massey of Hustle Sanely on the show talking all about how we can have peacefully productive days. I know the word productivity to me kind of brings up some weird feelings. I feel a little chaotic when I hear the word productive and that's just because I think about a long to-do list, trying to multitask, getting it all done in one day, feeling exhausted at the end, and actually failing and never actually getting it all done in one day because that's oftentimes impossible if we write out a long to-do list for ourselves. And for me, when I write a long to-do list and I don't complete it, I often feel guilty or just bad about myself. So how can we bring peace into our productivity and actually be productive in a positive and useful way. Jess explains this on today's podcast. She offers so many practical tools that we can use to create peacefully productive days along with how we can kind of plan our weeks around this idea of being peacefully productive and productive in the things that actually do matter to us. If you like planning, if you maybe feel like your days are a little chaotic or overplanned or overly busy, maybe you're never getting to the things that matter to you the most, this episode is definitely for you. I love all that Jess is about, all that she practices, all that she teaches with Hustle Sanely, and I know that you will too. So let's dive into my conversation with Jess. I am so excited today to have Jess Massey on the podcast. Um, Jess, welcome to Minimalish. And before we get started, um, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, I am so honored to be here. First of all, thank you for bringing me on the show and giving me the chance to just encourage and chat with your community. Um, So like you said, I'm Jess Massey and I am the host of the Hustle Sanely podcast. I'm a productivity coach and I'm the founder of the Community Centered Planner and Productivity 
company brand called Hustle Sanely, um, where my mission is pretty much in a nutshell. I use the five keys to hustling sanely to teach busy women how to release overwhelm and pursue their dreams while prioritizing their mental health and the important relationships in their life. I love all that you do. I just love your mission and just the idea of hustling sanely and what that looks like, because I know, you know, hustle culture for, for me, it's something that I learned over the years that's, it's just not what I want my life to look like. Same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to hear a little bit about that for you and kind of what your story is behind that. Um, why you created hustle sanely, um, yeah. came out of like your own life and your own story. Yes. So I always say that I started Hustle Sanely by accident. I was kind of just living my life and like solving my own problems. And then it just so happened. I'm a very type A person. Um, so I, I don't, I'm very drawn to like lists and frameworks and like you said, pillars. So it just comes very naturally to me to kind of create systems that other people can take as a foundation and kind of tweak to make work for their own lives. So it, I guess it kind of started back in 2016, which now when I say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is 2022. Like that is so long ago because it feels like I just started Hustle Sanely, which I didn't start it until the end of 2018. Um, but I say that it technically like kind of started in 2016 because that's when I was kind of hardcore running in hustle culture. I was 100% sacrificing my mental health and the important relationships in my life in the name of kind of making my goals happen, which at that time in my life, the big goal for me was getting into speech language pathology grad school, um, which I did end up getting into grad school in 2017. And at that time I was working three jobs. They were all like part-time. So kind of all together, I guess it was like a job and a half. Um, I was taking my grad school classes, obviously, and then doing on-site internships every semester. And then obviously, you know, I'm trying to be like a good wife, a good friend, a good daughter, a good sister, like just showing up for all the roles in my life. Um, and that's kind of when I hit, I call it like my burnout rock bottom. I so vividly remember it was my husband and I, we had just been married for a couple years and we were living in our first home together. And I was studying for a neuroanatomy exam and I had cranial nerve flashcards kind of spread out all over my floor and I was sitting in the middle of the floor and I was studying. It was late at night. My husband kind of like tapped on my office door and he like popped his head in and he's like, Hey, like, how's it going? And I just lost it. I just started crying. Like I couldn't even speak words to him. Like I just, the tears were flowing and that was kind of, I guess, my wake up call moment. I was like, the way that I'm pursuing this goal doesn't even make it worth it to achieve it to me anymore. Like, I don't know the last time I went on a date with my husband. I can't tell you the last time I got coffee with my mom or my grandma. I definitely cannot tell you the last time that, you know, I went out for a girl's night to kind of pour into my friendships. And so that was just kind of the moment where everything shifted for me mentally where I just knew that I had to figure out a better way to live my life basically. Um, so then I kind of just started going on a personal development journey is what I call it. And I just started reading about productivity, learning about productivity, but everything that I was reading and learning, I feel like it was directed at 
I feel like a lot of just stuff was very masculine, if that makes sense. And it just like, I don't know, it didn't leave a lot of room for like margin and just like showing up and taking care of yourself. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to create this because I can't find it anywhere. Um, and so that's kind of how I started Hustle Sanely. I actually started it as a digital planning company, which is very, like a very, very small part of what we do now, but that's how I started back in 2018. That is such a cool story. And I think so many of us can relate to that feeling of like going after a dream or a goal, but feeling like this isn't how it should feel. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this is how, you know, we're told we're supposed to achieve it, but this isn't how it should feel. Like, why should I throw away everything else to achieve this thing? Um, And the idea of productivity is usually kind of rolled into that. Like how much can you possibly get done um, in a day without driving yourself into the ground, which it ends up (laughs) into the ground, right? Right. 100%. So I want to hear, you know, what does this look like? Like, how does it look different to hustle sanely um, than the the hustle that you kind of Mm -hmm. described and that all of us are so familiar with? Yeah, so I like to call Hustle Sanely an overall wellness-based approach to working toward your goals. I consider Hustle Sanely the main difference and like the foundation of what it means to Hustle Sanely. It's all about being clear on your vision, like what you want your life to look and feel like, being clear on your priorities, and then creating habits, routines, and a schedule that supports those priorities and your vision. So that you're not accidentally putting your priorities, like showing up for your loved ones, taking care of your mental health, putting those on the back burner until, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, after you reach your goals. Because I feel like that's what hustle culture kind of teaches is, okay, you just need to have laser tunnel vision on the goal, do whatever it takes to get there, like run, 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 go, go, go. And then you can take care of everything else after you've reached the goal. And that's what I was doing. And that's what caused that massive burnout for me. Um, So I feel like when I think about the hustle and hustle culture, it's about bowing down to your goals. Whereas hustling sanely is more about weaving your goals into your life so that how you work toward the goals supports what actually matters to you in the long run. Um, And I would say one of the biggest differences is the value of rest. So hustle culture tells us, I'm sure you've heard this before, like sleep when you're dead, like, you know, all of those kinds of things. Um, They tell us that we have to earn rest. So like you have to finish your to-do list first and then you get to rest. Like it's a reward in a way. Um, We're not about that in the hustle family community. Like that is not how we roll. Uh, we schedule in our rest regularly because I believe that when you operate from a place of rest, that's what allows you to show up as the best version of yourself, not only for yourself, but for the people in your life. Yeah, that's so good. And when I, you know, this podcast talks about the subject of minimalism, but in a really much more realistic way, because I'm, mm-hmm. I don't really consider myself fully a minimalist. Yeah. Um, that's why I call it minimalish. But one of the the parts of that, the probably the biggest part to me has been about like, what do our actual days look like? And um, how do we put priorities first in our days? Because so often we can go through life 
like you said, just, you know, focusing on being so driven towards a goal. Uh, and then we let these other priorities kind of fade away. Um, mm. So I, I just love all of that. I love what it's all about. And I love the idea of working from a place of rest. So what does rest look like for you? For me, so I always tell people, because it looks different for every person. I feel like when people think rest, they automatically think like going to the spa or like a weekend away at the beach or, you know what I mean? Like these big grand events where obviously those are restful. Like that's awesome. If that's what you're doing every weekend, I love that for you. Um, but I think it's more about weaving rest into like your day-to-day -day life. So for me, I tell all of my clients and students that rest is whatever rejuvenates you. So it's going to look completely different for everybody. So for me personally, rest always, almost always, depending on the weather, I live in Florida, it can be a little sketchy here sometimes. Um, but rest for me involves being outside. Like I need to be in the fresh air. I love being active. I think because I sit down a lot for my job. Um, so for me, anything that is outdoors, like playing pickleball, going paddleboarding, rollerblading, those kinds of things like that is just like good for my soul I lose track of time when I'm done yes I'm physically tired but I just feel so mentally rejuvenated um, so that's kind of what rest looks like for me is just taking time to get outside pretty much every day even if it's just for like 15 or 20 minutes yeah and I think getting outside is definitely good and restful for anyone I I love the idea of just looking at like how do we re weave rest into our everyday? Because I think yeah. it's something that's so lacking. We, um, you know, we don't make ourselves a priority in that way. We go, 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 whether it is a, towards achieving a goal or taking care of others and we don't take care of ourselves. So um, I'm, I love that that's a huge part of what Hessel Sainley is all about. Another thing that you talk about, I guess it's like a phrase that is a huge part of what you do is this idea of being peacefully productive. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, to me, productivity, some me being productive sometimes feels like chaos because right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah, um, I think of like coffee and just like frazzled and like all the things. So yeah, I have the same kind of visual as far yeah. as when it comes to just like typical productivity for sure. Yeah. So what, um, you know, where does this come from? This idea of being peacefully productive? Um, what does it mean to even live a peacefully productive life? Yeah, so the phrase actually, I always like to tell this story. It was kind of accidental. A lot of things happen by accident in my business and then they just work out. Um, so our first paper planner that we ever put out was back in 2020. And we actually had like a legal situation happen with the name of the planner because it was just called the Hustle Stanley Planner. Um, and another company, they were very gracious, but they reached out and they were like, hey, you can't use the word hustle in the name of your planner because we have that trademark, copyrighted, all the things. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. Um, so we had to think on our feet very quickly. I was like, okay, what am I going to call this planner then? And it just came to me like i wish i had a cool story like oh i was like on a walk and like you know i don't know but i was literally sitting at my desk panicking over this email that i got from these people like you cannot name your planner this and all of a sudden i love alliteration um i used to be a teacher and just like being i don't know i love alliteration and so i was like okay what can we do that starts with p 
because planner is obviously starts with a P. So and then it just kind of came to me after like an hour of just like staring at my computer screen, um, peacefully productive planner. So that is what our planners are called um, in Hustle Sanely Land. And so once we kind of came up with the name for the planner, it just kind of started growing from there, like the idea of peaceful productivity. And obviously it goes really well, like hand in hand with what it means to hustle sanely. So I guess it came from me deciding that I didn't have to choose working toward my goals or taking care of my mental health and the important relationships in my life. Um, like I can do both. It's not like an or, it's an and situation. And uh, what it means to me, like living a peacefully productive life the most simple way I can say it is focusing on what matters most to you. So I define productivity as doing the right things at the right time, not just cranking through a massive to-do list every day, like what we were kind of talking about, like the traditional definition of productivity is. Um, and living a peacefully productive life, it really, really comes down to taking ownership of how you show up for your days and making sure to give your best time and energy to your actual priorities. It's funny how you came up with it because it really is like the phrase is appealing too, because we all want to be productive or at least most of us, you know, we want to get stuff done in our day. Um, but sometimes it feels like impossible or it just feels like this. I don't know. It feels really big to, to call ourselves productive or to have a productive day. Um, so at least to me, that feels so appealing. Just like, mm -hmm. what would it look like to be peacefully productive versus <laughs> just like, you know, I don't know. Like chaotically cranking through your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Like barreling forward. Right. Barreling. <laughs> um, That's the perfect word. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but oh, something that we talk about here on this podcast is how minimalism isn't just about stuff, at least for me, like whenever I started getting rid of stuff. The idea of making room for the things that matter in our lives is not just about stuff. It's also about like, what do we do every day? What do we do with our lives every day? So, you know, for you, because I love to hear examples, what does a peacefully productive day look like for you specifically? So when I think about creating a peacefully productive day, I think about this thing within the Hustle Sanely community that we call Hustle Sanely 5 or HS5. And what it is, it's a list of five intentional habits that we do every day to make sure that we are living a peacefully productive life. Um, and the habits, they're super simple. Like when I feel like when people hear like, oh my gosh, a list of five things that I have to do every day, like that sounds intense. But when you hear what the habits are, you're probably doing three of them without even thinking about it. And it's just these habits and I'll share them with you in just a second. Um, they kind of weave intentionality. And I know you're so big on just being intentional. And so these five habits, that's kind of their purpose. They're not meant to be another five things on your to-do list or, you know what I mean? Anything crazy like that. They're just five habits that weave intentionality into our days because like we keep talking about, it's so easy to just put your head down and like dive into this long to-do list all day long and just being go, 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 go. And then at the end of the day, you kind of look up and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's the end of the day. What just happened? Like, I don't like, you just feel frazzled even though you've been ticking off 
to do's all day long. Um, so that's kind of the purpose of HS5 or Hustle Sanely 5 is just to give you five habits to help keep you grounded throughout the day, like to keep coming back to yourself and like checking in. Um, and that's what peaceful productivity looks like to me. And so the five habits that make up HS5, number one is complete your focus three. So I am very big about prioritizing a daily to-do list because that's when it gets overwhelming is when you're just looking at one giant list and everything is kind of reaching out for your attention and saying, I'm important, pick me, pick me, pick me. And it's like, you don't know where to start, where to give your best time and energy. So um, that's something that I teach in Hustle Sanely is how to decide what the most important tasks are each day. Um, so that's the first habit is complete your focus three. Make sure that those three tasks that are the most important that day, get your best time and energy. Number two is move your body for 30 minutes. I feel like that one's pretty self-explanatory. I used to be a personal trainer. Um, so exercise and movement, they're very important to me as an individual, but it's bigger than that. It's mental health related because there's so much science behind just movement and how beneficial it is for our mental health. Um, so that's number two. Number three is tidy for 15 minutes. We, we just keep tying everything together in our conversation and I love it so much because you were talking about just like how your space, like it affects you, like how much stuff you have, how much clutter you have, all of that. And so I'm a big, I love just doing like a 15 minute tidy every day just to keep our space kind of reset almost. Um, so that way each day I'm going into just a clean, inviting space. And then at number four and number five, number four is say or do one kind thing for yourself. And number five is say or do one kind thing for someone else. And these don't have to be huge things. It can literally be you taking 13 seconds to stand in front of a mirror and say an affirmation just to kind of give yourself those moments to gather yourself, reground yourself, recenter yourself. And then the say or do one kind thing for someone else. It's just to make sure that you don't get that laser focus on your to-do list, but that you're, you're kind of looking up, looking around your life and being like, okay, who can I love on today? Who, who, who can I send a text to? Who can I call on my way to work? Who can I surprise with a cup of coffee? Like little things. It's not like you're having to do like these grand gestures every single day. Um, but that is kind of when I think of living a peacefully productive life and even more, I guess, granular than that, living a peacefully productive day, that's what I think about is just those five hustle family habits. You know, I love the idea that this focuses on basically, you know, when we think about our lives and what we want our lives to be made up of, I'm sure that most of us would not say just like checking off our to-do list and getting things done every day. We want to connect with people that we love. We want to do the things that light us up and do the things that are healthy for us as well. And we, we probably all want to be healthy. Yes, <laughs> um, totally. So, you know, I love that it, it keeps us focused on what's most important today on the productive side of things on what yeah. we need to get done, but also, you know, when it comes to taking care of our homes and taking care of the people that we love and uh, mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves. And I think, you know, that's, that's what most of us want our lives to be made up of in a nutshell, right? Yeah, and I feel like I love HS5 because it really simplifies it. That's what people always come back to me because when they see it written out, like on an Instagram caption or hear me talking on a podcast, they're like, that's so easy though. Like that's so simple. And I, and I feel like people are looking for these huge, massive shifts that they have to make in order to live peacefully productive lives. 
And that's just not practical. I'm all about simple systems, small shifts, and just kind of integrating them into your daily life because those are what stick. Those are what you're going to be consistent with. And those are, that's what's going to make an impact in your life in the long run, you know? Yeah. And I know you share your kind of list pretty much daily on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So where can people find you there? At Jess M. Massey. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I'm sending everyone over there um, to kind of just- That's where I like to hang out. Yeah. And just show like hustle sanely in action. It's my favorite thing to do on stories. Yeah. And I love it. I love seeing it. Um, It definitely inspires me and I'll put that in the show notes as well. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I was so grateful for BetterHelp through the pandemic especially at the beginning, I was full of stress, full of anxiety, and I was grateful to be matched with a therapist via BetterHelp that I was able to meet with online and was able to give me strategies and tools to deal with the anxiety that I was having. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being, because you deserve some inner peace. Visit BetterHelp.com Minimalish, that's BetterHelp, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for Minimalish listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash minimalish. If you've ever tried to sell your own products online, you know that it can be complicated. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big businesses. Making your idea real opens endless possibilities. It's a journey, but that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. This podcast has been a journey and if you've been listening in for any amount of time you know that it started as just a way to share my journey to minimalism and it is now on its way to becoming a full-time thing i love any tool that supports entrepreneurs in successfully running their own business and shopify does exactly that shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs just like me from first sale to full scale and every 28 seconds a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience needed. You'll access powerful tools to help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Plus, with 24-7 support, you are never alone. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com intention, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash intention right now. Shopify.com slash intention. Is hiring challenging right now? 
Yes. So you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things that I love about Indeed is it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of Instant Match. Indeed does the hard work for you. When you pay to post a job, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com minimalish. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Minimalish. Indeed.com slash Minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I just want to kind of talk about this a little bit more because you talk, obviously, you are all about planning. So, and I think big time. (laughs) I think a lot of the minimalish community loves planning as well. So, um, what are some tangible steps that we can do to take this and make it, you know, something that we could do even at the beginning of our weeks to look for, like, how do we plan for a peacefully productive week? Yeah, I actually have a five-step process that I teach for planning a peacefully productive week. Um, And I love that you said your community loves planning because I just feel like planning, same thing, people get a little bit scared of it because they think it has to be this huge, giant thing, but it doesn't. I just feel like planning is just setting your future self up for success. It's positioning you to take ownership of your days instead of kind of letting your days throw stuff at you. You're kind of in the driver's seat, if that makes sense. Um, So I can go through those five steps for just creating a peacefully productive week. And I promise that they're not complicated. They're nice and simple. Um, So the first one is very practical and it's just make a note of any time bound tasks that you have going on um, for the week. So uh, scheduled responsibilities. So like meetings, work hours, classes, like things that you kind of have to be at. Like it's really a non-negotiable. So that's the first step. It's just kind of taking inventory of that, like looking at your week as a whole, being like, okay, Monday night, I have to be here, you know, Tuesday through Friday, I'm working this time or this time. So just kind of getting a bird's eye view of the scheduled events in your life. Um, Number two is plugging in your non-negotiable priorities and your supporting habits. So that's something that I teach in Hustle Sanely is defining what your priorities are, because I feel like if we don't define those, you're just kind of guessing and you're just hoping that you're showing up for your priorities, but you really have to know what they are. So some examples from my own life, I'm a big examples person. Um, so like my husband and I, we have one date night every single week. Like that's a non-negotiable priority for us. My family lives about 40, 45 minutes away from where I live. And it's a non-negotiable for me once a week to make that drive over to visit my family. Um, I have a girl's dinner every two weeks. Um, just so that I'm making sure that I'm checking in with girlfriends. And then one more example, every Tuesday, um, my husband and I host Taco Tuesday at our house and we just kind of invite our friends over and just so we can all kind of 
be together as a community because life is just so, as you know, like full, there's lots going on. So just kind of having that as like our non-negotiable so that we're always making sure to have FaceTime with our community. Um, so that's step two is just plugging in those non-negotiable priorities. And I feel like a lot of people save that for the end. Um, like when they're going to pour into their relationships, their mental health. Another example of um, a non-negotiable priority for a lot of people is like a morning routine, um, something, you know what I mean? Like journaling, reading, praying, you know, whatever your little habits are. Um, so plugging that stuff in at the beginning rather than at the end. And then step three is determine and schedule your top three tasks for the week. So just how every day I like to know what my mo three most important tasks are. I also like to kind of zoom out even farther, I guess is a good way to say it, and make sure that I know what my three most important tasks are for each week. And those actually do help you choose your focus three for each day as well. Um, number four is schedule in your weekly rest. Because again, I think that if people don't schedule stuff in, it doesn't happen. At least most people, I feel like. So if they're like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna rest this week for sure, 100%. Then it gets to be like, you know, Sunday night and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been going all week and I did not do anything to kind of like pour back into myself or, you know, show up for my, myself. Um, so that's why I'm a big fan of scheduling weekly rest in. So that's step four. And then the fifth and final step is fill in other tasks for the week that need to be done, um, carving out space for margin and transitions. I'm huge on not jam packing your schedule because you got to leave room for life to happen because life is going to happen. So those in a nutshell, like those are the five steps I sit down. I like to do mine on Thursdays. I know a lot of people do it on Sundays, um, but I call it a weekly prep meeting. So I sit down with my planner and my Google calendar and I just kind of map everything out, look at everything as a whole. And it really does give me a lot of peace and ease going into the weekend, knowing that I'm prepared for the following week. So that's a tip too. A lot of people do it on Sundays, but I feel like it kind of, it, it makes me anxious when I wait till Sunday to do it. So that's a tip that might help some people is try maybe doing your weekly prep meeting on like Thursday or Friday because your energy is already high on Friday because you're stoked that it's Friday. And so then you can enjoy your weekend knowing that you're prepared for the following week. One thing that I absolutely love is simple, <laughs> keeping things simple. Mm -hmm. I definitely you know, I struggle with planning because I'm not type A. I'm probably, we're probably very opposite in that. And I love how simplified everything is. It feels attainable um, for someone who is type A and for someone who's not. So. Yeah, that's my husband. He is very, very type B, like to his core. Um, and he recently started working from home. Um, he's now a business owner. He left his nine to five in January. And so he's had to really learn how to create a schedule because before it was kind of made for him. Like, you know, his work was like, hey, you got to be here at this time and you get off at this time kind of a thing. Um, and so it's just really rad seeing him use like these tools and these systems that I've created too. Because that's my goal is to make them simple because when things are big and crazy and intense, nobody's going to stick with them. You know, like sitting down to follow these five steps for my weekly prep meeting, I am not even kidding you that I get it done in five to seven minutes. And to me, spending five to seven minutes to prepare myself for a peaceful week, like that's so worth it to me. Yeah. And I think that's what sometimes, you know, for me at least, and I know others who maybe struggle with planning, I think that's the overwhelming part of it is we think it's going to take a long time or, you know, what am I like, what do, 
I think of meal planning because that does take me a long time. Well, I, I always think it does. It's more so yeah. like the grocery shopping part of it that takes right. a long time. Yeah. Um, even though I do it online and do the delivery, it still takes forever. Yeah. Um, but it's something in our heads that we think like, this is going to take forever. But if we keep it simple and, you know, have some kind of system like what you outlined, yeah. it definitely makes it more attainable. Mm-hmm. So I have loved this conversation. I know I've learned a lot that I can take away and use right away. So I know our listeners will as well. So thank you for that. But I have two questions that I ask every guest before we go. So the first one, because like you said, I love talking about intentionality and intentional living, but what is one way that you choose intention in your everyday life? This answer might surprise people because I feel like when some people hear this word, they feel some type of way. Routines. Routines are how I weave intentionality throughout my days. And I feel like some people, when they hear routines, they like lock up and they're like, oh my gosh, like that puts me in a box. Like that means that I have to like do the same thing every single day. Uh, But I view routines a little bit different. I view routines as like a runway is what I call it. So like at an airport, like the plane needs space to land smoothly, like to go from the sky to the ground or from the ground to the sky. Um, and so to me, my routines, I have three like main routines that are, you know, a part of every day of of my days. Um, and they just kind of help me to smoothly transition throughout the different parts of my day. And the way that I create my routines, they just all kind of have to do with me pausing and checking in with myself and reflecting before moving forward into the next part of the day. And that's just really what keeps me living an intentional life and not just going through the motions every single day. Yeah, I can stand behind that for sure. I love routines. (laughs) I need them. Yes. You know, whether... I think it's something that I used to not love, but it's something that I learned I needed. (laughs) Yeah, I think when people learn that routine doesn't mean the same exact thing every single day, that it's just just being intentional with certain parts of your day, like how you have them structured and set up to support you, then I think there's a lot of freedom in routines. And I think a lot of people don't associate the word routine with freedom. But I think if you're doing it in a way that serves you, so much freedom comes from routines. Yeah, absolutely. And my second question um, is just for fun, but what is something that you're loving right now? Okay, this is so random, but I have been on the hunt. So I'm very short. I'm only five feet tall and I have a very thicker lower half. Um, I lift weights. So it's just like, there's a lot going on down there and I can never find bike shorts, like biker shorts that fit well. I always feel like I'm just stuffed in them and like they're sucking the life out of my thighs. And I'm just like, man, they look so comfy and like so cute. I want to wear these things. And so I finally found some that are good for short girls and girls with thicker bottoms. They don't roll, they stay up. Like I don't feel like they're too short and they're from Aerie and they are the offline real me high-waisted seven inch bike short. They're on sale for 24 bucks right now. And I bought five pairs because I've been wearing them literally every single day of my life. So I can relate to literally everything because I just bought those bike shorts. Really? (laughs) I actually bought them postpartum and they're so comfy that they, they work for that as well. And I'm also super short. I'm 
barely five one and yeah, so you get there as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just feel like they're so comfy. Like they hold me in without being too compressive, and I'm just like, man, what took me so long to find these? Because these are amazing. They are. I I can also put the stamp of approval on them. Yes. <laughs> so I'm glad you shared them. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for your time and for just sharing all that Hustle Sanely is about. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It was such an honor to be here. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I absolutely loved this conversation. I love how simple Jess makes it to be productive in the things that matter. The biggest takeaway for me is the Hustle Sanely 5 that she outlines. And she shares her Hustle Sanely 5 on Instagram all the time, like we said in the episode. So definitely go follow her there for an example. I just love this idea of having only three to-do list items and also planning out in your day ways that you're going to take care of yourself, ways that you're going to care for others. Just this focus she has on relationships in general, even when planning out her entire week. So whether or not you have a way of planning out your days and weeks in a way that works for you, I like to end each episode with a challenge. So my challenge for you this week is as you plan your next week, Plan it with relationships and maybe even taking care of yourself in mind. Those main priorities in your life, plan those out first. Make space in your week for those things first and then add in everything else. I feel like that is a huge game changer when it comes to the way we set up our weeks. This isn't just to make up a meaningful week, it's to make up a meaningful life. That is all for today's episode. If you did enjoy it, and if you think a friend would enjoy it, could you share it with your friend? You can text it to them. You can share it on Instagram or whatever your favorite social media platform is. I'm super grateful for you for that and just inviting more people into this community. Thank you so much for being here and for listening in yourself. I am so grateful for you, and I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.